Radio Gag, the Gays Against Guns show. Prepare to gag, yeah. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Radio Gag, the weekly Gays Against Guns show. Radio Gag is your weekly update on how to end the horror that is the American gun violence epidemic. I'm your host, Sean Stefanik, and today is the 14th of September, which means we are going back to school. But are we safe? President Joe Biden has released a plan to tackle the gun violence epidemic in this country, and that includes the safety of our students. I spoke to two women, both mothers, about current safety measures in public schools. But first, Erin Memoriam. Remembrance of Elise Williams, six years old, and Ava Williams, nine years old, January 1st, 2021, Columbus, Ohio. Officers responding to a domestic dispute call heard multiple gunshots as they arrived and found six-year-old Elise Williams and her nine-year-old sister, Ava Williams, suffering from gunshot wounds inside. The sisters later died in the hospital. The suspect, their father, with a previous domestic violence charge, was found with a self-inflicted gunshot and pronounced dead by suicide. The girls, they were just so bright and full of energy, said Erica Osborne, a family friend who used to take turns swapping meals with the girl's mother. Every time I knocked on the door to drop a meal off or pick one up, they would come running. The first thing they tell you is that they love you. They just, I cannot believe they're gone. The girl's mother, Venetia Shamir, told NBC her daughters had a special relationship, saying they were each other's favorite person in the whole world. She said the girls slept in each other's arms every night. They loved fashion, drawing, and watching movies, adding they had positive outlooks on the world. You can learn more about all the lives we honor on our show by visiting our Human Beings Facebook page at Gag Human Beings, where we honor all lives lost to gun violence. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Sean Stefanik with Gays Against Guns here on Radio Gag, the Gays Against Guns show. And I am joined by my dear childhood friend, Corey Curtis Slipford, who is a teacher in Tulsa, Oklahoma, where I'm from. And since we're in September, it's time to go back to school. So I've got a few questions for my dear friend concerning the gun violence situation that we are still having to deal with even amidst this chaotic COVID pandemic. So, Corey, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. So good to be talking to you today. As a teacher, do you feel safe in the environment that your profession has for you? Locally, yes. Like as where I am and where I teach, I feel safe. But as a whole, as a community of teachers, I don't feel that we are safe. That's interesting. Could you uh, uh, go a little bit further into that? Yeah. So the school that I teach at, We've never had like an intruder on campus since I've been here. We've never had major gun violence at my school. Um, As far as I know, the last school shooting in Tulsa was back in the 90s. So it's it's been a long time since we've had something like that happen in Tulsa. So I feel really, really safe here in Tulsa. But if I taught in a bigger city like maybe Houston or New York even, I might not feel as safe just because they do have higher crime rates than Tulsa does. 
Now, this is true, but I might actually bring up for uh, conversation's sake that New York actually has better gun laws than Tulsa does. Absolutely. I'd say you, you probably stand a better chance out here because especially with a certain, you know, governor out there who likes to let people walk around with guns without even having a single permit, like you have to have a permit to drive and yet you don't have to have a permit for a gun. It's just it's just the most bizarre thing. Um, as a mother, what how do you feel about the safety in the Tulsa public school system for the children, not just at your school, but as uh, the system as a whole for your children as well as your students? I feel that at Tulsa public schools, we are very safe. We are extremely safe, actually. Um, we have excellent safety protocols in place. We have excellent security measures in place. My kids have never, ever experienced like that kind of school trauma. We are, we are really safe, and I'm really thankful for that. I'm, you know, when they first started implementing some of the security measures that we have, like, it was annoying because it created minor inconveniences in my day. But now that they're in place, I'm thankful for them because I know that it would be virtually impossible for a shooter to actually get into our buildings. And that's across the board. It's not even just Tulsa Public, it's Union and Owasso and Broken Arrow. Um, all of our districts in this area have implemented some pretty stringent um, pro processes and procedures around gun safety because of our extremely lax gun laws in this state. I am enjoying what I'm hearing. It sounds like, as opposed to the, you know, the government side of Oklahoma, that the educational side really do take this seriously. Yes, we do. Oh, thank goodness. See, that's what I was hoping for because, you know, I can, rem I can recall a time back when you and I were in the Tulsa public school system and they didn't seem to take much seriously. They didn't, and times have changed. Superintendents have changed. And I think the, the change in superintendents was a lot of that catalyst that helped started bringing the change about. But I also think that when they took away the concealed carry laws and made it, or not the concealed carry law, but the one where you have to have the permit to be concealed yes. carry, when they took that away and you can just carry a gun, I think that it, it kind of nudged all the school districts into realizing that if we don't do something, we could potentially have a very big problem on our hands. I'll say, and again, I mean, I'm, I'm actually really impressed by that because I, I have to admit that I was, when I wanted to talk to you, I was almost expecting for a lot of people to be falling in line with that governor who shall remain nameless out there. And this is wonderful to hear. They have not. Um, I am particularly happy with the superintendent um, of TPS because she has never once bowed down to the pressure of our governor. Never once. She has stood up to this man, even when it's cost her, you know, her image, her reputation, because the conservatives aren't happy with her because she kept us in distance learning longer than any other school district. Um, and she's done things that would be considered more liberal, so to speak, and that hasn't always been the popular choice, but she has absolutely stood up to our governor, and I could not be more thankful. I couldn't be more thankful. <laughs> I actually had another uh, quick question, if you will. Are you, uh, are you and your students at your school uh, doing lockdown drills, like practicing like tornado drills and things? Yes, we just had one yesterday. And they're probably my least favorite drill to practice. 
because before we can even practice the drill, I kind of have to explain why we're practicing the drill. And that never fails to get my kids scared. Because when you start talking about the potential of someone being in our building with guns, that's a scary scenario to face, not only for an adult, but for children as well. So just the act of doing the drill, it does scare them. And I always, you know, tell them this is just for practice. This has never, ever happened. Well, I've been a teacher here where we practice just like we practice anything else. So in case it ever does happen, we're ready. But this has never happened. And that seems to help alleviate that fear. But, you know, it does put that thought in their head. And um, it always worries me that that travels with them and it kind of just keeps um, just a, a pall of anxiety over them because that's a thought in the back of their head that it could happen. Just, you know, and, and, and we need those drills. I, I honestly, I can see where they're beneficial, but I also do hate the idea of having to bring kids into this very dark reality. And I'm so sure that in Oklahoma specifically, that's going to contradict that image of what's supposed to be, you know, like normal. What there are valid reasons to own guns, but I personally, am, my, I was raised anti-gun. My, my parents, neither one of them owned a gun, neither one of them wanted anything to do with a gun. Um, but I understand people needing a gun. So all I really honestly wish for as a teacher and a mom is more gun safety, stronger background checks, less access to guns, you know, more mental health checks. I don't have the answer. I'm just a teacher. But what we're doing now is definitely not working. Absolutely. It is amazing catching up with you. I am so grateful for everything, the wisdom, the insights that you shared. This is a fabulous, fabulous topic to talk about. And we're not done yet. We can only get better, I think. We can only head in a better direction. That's what I think. So thank you so much again. This has been fabulous. You're so welcome. And I totally agree. You guys have a fantastic week and weekend. And I'll talk to you soon. Gays Against Guns is an inclusive direct action group of LGBTQ plus people and their allies committed to non-violently breaking the gun industry's chain of death. Investors, manufacturers, the NRA, and politicians who block safer gun laws. You're listening to Radio Gag, the Gays Against Guns show here on listener-sponsored commercial-free radio WBAI. We are here every Tuesday at 2.30 bringing you the latest in gun violence prevention movement news. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. With Gays Against Guns, I'm Sean Stefanik here with one of our most favorite people to talk to, the fabulous Miss Sunny Moon. Sunny, thank you for joining us today. How are you? Thank you. I'm very happy to be joining you. Um, to discuss something that's important to me and important to, I'm sure, lots of people. It is, absolutely. And in, in this time especially, uh, safety is the number one priority among, I would say, most people in this country. But first, as a mother and an activist who's been doing this for a really good amount of time, what are your thoughts on school safety? Are you confident in that, both with the state of New York and the rest of the country? So I'm going to be very specific here because, as you mentioned, um, 
the world is kind of a mess right now. And so safety has come to mean a lot of different things, but I'm going to be specific and talk about gun safety, if that's okay with you. Oh, certainly. Gun safety is what we are here to talk about. (laughs) I'm going to use an expression that expresses how I feel. I feel like our children are about to walk into a powder keg. Because our focus has been on the pandemic, and and deservedly so, as somebody with a medical background, um, I think, you know, this is totally appropriate. I mean, we're dealing with a pandemic, but we're the only country in the entire world that has deal with the pandemic and an ongoing gun violence epidemic that has never been addressed. And as much as I said, I'm going to talk about gun violence, in some ways are very entwined as well, making things much worse for gun violence. And because our focus has been on the pandemic, I think that some people haven't really thought about the implications of what we've gone through in terms of gun violence. So the biggest concern I have in, you know, is just, you know, I'm always concerned about gun violence because it's the number one killer or it was, I don't know what the new numbers will show with the pandemic now that kids are more impacted, but you know, it's the number one killer of kids for the last few years. And it and that hasn't stopped. And in fact, that's gotten worse. In the year during the pandemic, while we were on lockdown, because people were concerned about, quote, safety, and also with the demonstrations and the more um, concern about social justice issues after George Floyd, a lot of people, because of race anxiety, I'm going to put it that way, bought guns. In that year, there was, I think, um, I just recently read this, there was more than a 50% increase in gun purchases in that year. So we're talking about a situation where we had an ongoing epidemic with the number one killer of kids being guns. Then the pandemic happened, and then we had record gun sales. And now we're going back to in-person school learning for the first time across the country. I mean, some schools have always had more of it, but you know, many, this is the most that kids are returning since the pandemic started in an, in an environment where there's even more guns in the community. When we talk about school shootings, I know that the ones where there's lots of victims are the ones that are in the headlines. And there's a reason for it. Not only is it because of the physical and horrible life taken during these mass shootings, but sort of the psychological toll it has on our children because of, you know, lockdowns. And remember before the pandemic, lockdown meant lockdown for gun shootings at schools and our kids were referred to as the lockdown generation and so now they're the lockdown generation for multiple reasons those kids who are involved in those kind of mass shootings the majority of them get their guns from home they don't go out and buy guns because they're usually minors Um, they get their guns from home because their families are not properly storing their guns and so knowing that that's a very big concern of mine Another big concern I have is gun-related suicide. Gun-related suicide is actually the number one cause of gun deaths. And especially among some communities, it's even more of an issue. Communities that are already stressed are LGBTQ plus communities, um, especially the youth with more gun access and teens who are already stressed and even younger where we know that there's been such an increase in mental health issues related to what we've all been going through and the increased access in guns. You know, that's something that I really worry about as well, as kids can get out and deal with the stresses of getting back into society, which can be hard enough, especially for teenagers and youth. But I know with my own son, 
he's stressed in a way that I haven't seen him. And so I can imagine that for lots of families, this is going to be difficult. And so when I say we're walking into a powder keg, those are the reasons why. And because we're so focused on the pandemic as we should be, I worry that people are not making sure that their kids are mentally safe and that they know how to get help, that they're not storing their guns safely. You know, all of those things are making me very worried. Have you thought about some specific ways that you would suggest to make things better? So I live in New York City. So I knew that asking whether there's a gun in the home is something that people should do. But I live in a city and a state with much stricter gun laws. And so I didn't do it regularly. But you know what? Because there's been such a surge in gun sales, and in New York, remember that there we have an issue with illegal guns. I'm going to try to be in a, in a very non-judgmental way. If my son and my son is a teenager now, if I know that he's going to be hanging out at somebody else's house, I'm going to ask about guns. I'm actually even talking to my son about guns and and about his concerns about if he's ever confronted with somebody with a gun because they're so they're so prevalent, um, and we all have to make sure that we feel comfortable. And if you live in an area where gun ownership is more common, I cannot stress to you enough how important it is that you ask about guns in the home that your children um, may be um, spending some time in because unintentional shootings of children have increased a lot just because there's been just more guns. So that's number one. And I talked about suicide and mental wellness. I'm checking in with my son on a regular basis and in a way that's much more intentional than I think it would have been in just a normal year where I'm sure I would have still checked in because he's starting a new school, but it's much more intentional because I know that, you know, I'm having a hard time. I can't even imagine what our kids have gone through. Me neither. After uh, several years of absence, I'm going to run for the PTA PTA office again. And I'm going to ask my school. Yeah. So I'm going to ask my school about school safety in regards to gun violence and also what, you know, what their policy is. If somebody's found to have a gun, I'm going to also talk with them about how they uh, deal with this. And, you know, more recently, right before the pandemic, experts and studies have shown that the way that we were preparing kids before with those lockdowns was actually not a good idea because it only added to trauma and has never been shown to reduce injuries or death talking to my school about how do you address gun violence or prepare for gun violence without traumatizing them with ineffective um, lockdowns. It's true. It's, it's like a jolt really. And, and it's, and it's not fair. I also think that um, if you, especially if you live in communities where gun ownership is a little bit more common and even here, like, I I don't think we should take anything for granted. There's lots of programs um, in the community that can be brought into schools that will educate kids and, and their parents, especially their parents about safe gun storage, because it, it seems obvious to me, but you know, it keeps happening. And so look for those programs. I mean, I, I volunteer for Moms Demand Action. So I just want to say that before I mention this, but you know, they have a program called Be Smart and you know, where they can have volunteers come to your school and talk about safe gun storage. And I beg anybody who may be listening who may have access to a gun or know somebody that, you know, that you store your gun safely. And what that means is your gun is stored in a locked place where children can't access it and your ammunition should be locked and stored in a separate location. 
Absolutely. Bringing up communities and moms, moms demand action, because, you know, what I mentioned earlier about what the Biden administration proposed specifically, you know, to uh, expand uh, summer programming, employment opportunities and other services and supports, especially for teenagers and young adults. So we're talking counseling and therapy and nurturing and mentoring, which I think is a really good idea. Um, do, Do you think that there's anything more, though, beyond that? Yes, we can definitely do more on that because we're only starting because anything that we look at as a public health issue, and we keep saying that gun violence is a public health issue, prevention is key, but also addressing root causes. It's gun laws. And, you know, I volunteer with lots of organizations that focus on gun laws, but they don't address root causes as much. And what are the root causes? Poverty, inequality, boredom, lack of support. You know, that's why some communities that struggle more see more gun violence. Yes, this is an important step. And I think sometimes people will hear stuff like that and they poo-poo it and say, oh, it's touchy-feely. It's more than that. It's actually getting to root causes. And that's vital because we want people to shoot less because that's ultimately the goal, not be locked up more because they've already shot somebody. Like to me, that's the tragedy because gun violence affects so many young people and getting to the root cause is very important. Absolutely. I have to agree. I think that, you know, especially getting into us, we the people, as the saying goes, if, what can we all do if you have one last thing to suggest to get involved? Don't ignore gun violence. Don't be afraid to talk about it. And if you have access to a gun or if your children are going into homes where you're not 100% sure about guns, ask if the gun is safely stored and get involved. Mm. Don't sit on the sidelines. You are a paragon, my dear. Thank you so much. And best of wishes on the PTA. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Sunny. To find out more about working with us, please go to gaysagainstguns.net or follow us at Gays Against Guns NY on Facebook and Instagram at Gag No Guns on Twitter as well. Everybody is welcome at any and all gag events. And another way to get involved is by becoming a WBAI buddy. A WBAI buddy is someone who keeps our unique volunteer-run radio show going by giving a small donation every month. And really, folks, just a modest monthly contribution can really help keep us on the air here at WBAI to bring you this show every week. Just go to WBAI.org or call 212-209-2950 and become a BAI buddy in the name of Radio Gag. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next Tuesday and every Tuesday at 2.30 p.m. And don't forget, you can listen to our previous shows at any time on the WBAI website or on any major podcast platform. We leave you now with our fabulous political singing quartet. Sing out, Louise! Have a nice day. Well, I think it would be nice if we could break your lobby. Cause no, not every lobby knows how to lobby like you. No. And you never think twice before you take our dreams away. Well, we say the NRA and all the cash you blew. Oh, yeah, you bought a Congress for 20 million and then the White House 30 million more. Well, you can spend your heart out a billion zillion. We don't care about your money. We are showing you the door. Cause we gotta have faith. We gotta have faith. 
Oh yeah, we gotta have faith, the faith, the faith. We gotta have faith, the faith, the faith. Baby, we won't go back to yesterday. So please, 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 sashay away. You are giving us the blues. Baby, we're gonna break the money chain. Then we won't have to feel the pain of another day loaded down with a lot of bad news. Just watch this river become an ocean. Listen, do you hear that mighty roar? Yeah, baby, we'll keep resisting your evil notions. We have had it up to here and we are showing not one more. Cause you gotta have faith. We gotta have faith. Oh yeah, we gotta have faith, the faith, the faith. We gotta have faith, the faith, the faith. Ah.